Ever since you can remember, you felt something in your chest telling you to move, to love, to speak, to try. Day after day, you pretend you don't hear it calling, or maybe you dismiss it as silliness or worse. But it's there, ready for you, and it will wait for you as long as you need. My name is Johnny G, and I invite you to join me on a journey of awakening as we dare to embrace our light. This is Refractive. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Refractive. I'm your host, Johnny G. Today, I'd like to introduce all of you to Bob Doyle. He's best known as a featured expert in the film and the book, The Secret. And now he focuses coaching and training on neuroplasticity, how we can rewire the brain. He's been teaching these principles since 1998, and he's driven by his passion for creative self-expression. And his work is heavily focused on helping people decide who they want to be, and how they want to express themselves. So that's right up the alley of this show. Bob, I'm really happy to have you with us. It's great to be here, Johnny. Thanks. So this is a really interesting topic. We hear a lot about tapping into how the brain works and using it to be more effective and and more authentic. And so how did you get involved with this idea of neuroplasticity? And what is that all about? Well, the shortest answer I can give you is after teaching law of attraction for 20 years, which is very metaphysical in nature, and even though I had always tried to approach it as scientifically as possible, people were just getting so hung up on the ins and outs of the law of attraction and vibration and vision boards and all the tools and techniques out there that they weren't focused on what really made a difference in transformation. And that was, who do they want to be? And then like, let's start being that. You got to be the person you need to be to attract all this stuff you're trying to attract. And that was, it was just slowing people down so much that when I had my own sort of, hey, wait a minute, you know, moment, I just changed everything. And, And it's not that I don't talk about the law of attraction sometimes in the background, but I don't put my focus there anymore. My main message here, and I'm sure everyone, everybody listening knows, our brains can change. That's fantastic news. So now it's just about like, so how do we go about changing it the way we want? And how do we know what that is? And that's the work I do. And so when we say like the brain can change, I'm assuming that you mean both physically uh, as well as in other aspects of brain functioning as well. So what do you mean by the brain can change? I'm talking about, I'm, I'm getting down to growing new neural pathways to creating a whole new, basically data bank, replacing all the old autopilot behavior that is in the form of literal biology yeah. and changing it to new biology. That's, you know, different programming, basically. I mean, people use the computer analogy all the time. And of course there's gaps, but it really is a good way to describe you know, what's going on here. We got programmed when we were just saying yes to everything. Our brains got wired that way there. That's in there. But as we learn new things, our brain grows new neural pathways to support that learning. And as long as we don't keep feeding the old stuff, you know, the same conversations, eventually that just kind of withers. And so now we have all the strength and we create new autopilot behavior as we go through life. But so much of it is unconscious that we start thinking, you know, things about ourselves that aren't true in terms of what's possible. So I would imagine that just as a, a feature of living, we change our brain functioning without being aware of it. Like when we outgrow fears or when we um, uh, maybe even when we kind of 
fall out of love with someone in a relationship. You know, I, I don't know exactly how this works, but I'm wondering what could you contrast for us how it works when you're intentionally making these shifts versus how it might naturally occur? Yes, life? yes, yes. Well, first of all, it's a lot more uncomfortable because <laughs> and that's and that's why people that really in, ter in the terms of personal development that's why i believe most people bail is because it gets significantly more uncomfortable than they're used to even though they may already be uncomfortable in life which is why they want a change but when we are now going because just like you said we've coasted through life and for the most part we've been wired sort of on automatically based on our environment and if we weren't conscious about the fact that hey you know it's important that we assess what goes in here, then we could have all kinds of weird, faulty wiring that isn't even our own beliefs that we got them from yes. somebody else and they're absolutely not serving us. So, so recognizing all of those and, and saying, Oh, wait a minute, that's just wiring. That's not the truth is super, super powerful. And so then we just, again, it's, it's, so when we decide we're going to make a change, then we immediately come up against the, the, the or, or very soon come up against the, the limits of our wiring. Okay. We don't know any more about this. You know, there's a lot of unknown and that's just sort of naturally uncomfortable, but here's the thing. And I just, uh, discomfort in learning a new thing is all the time. If we learn a new language, there's discomfort. When we were learning to walk, there's discomfort. Talk everything that was worth learning and that was non-negotiable in our life came with some degree of discomfort. It's just a natural part of it. But somehow when we take on personal transformation, I'm going to make my life better. There's only a certain amount of discomfort they will tolerate before <laughs> yeah. they start going back to, oh, well, I guess in, in some circles, it's the the universe doesn't want it for me. That's their bailout. Or it's just like, I, I have, but mostly it's, I have no more resources. I don't know how, don't, I don't know what action to take. And that's, that's where most people get stopped. Help me kind of understand and maybe reframe my perspective on this. So let's say, let's say I have a tendency at work to be um, sharp with people. Mm -hmm. You know, I make, I, I'm not, I'm not pleasant. I'm kind of impatient. I'm, I'm critical. And uh, so I, I understand that this is a pattern in me and I don't, like it, right. it doesn't jive with the values that I claim. Yes. Okay. Even though it's a pattern in my life. And so what's the difference between me just catching myself and saying, okay, yeah, I'm not going to do that because it's, it, I don't like who I am when I do that yeah. versus a more structured form of this skill that you're talking yeah. about. So it's natural. This is my whole, my whole message is this can be so much more simple because it's just learning. So how do we learn anything? It's just repetition, mm -hmm. repetition. And no, we don't keep conflicting the information. We, we stay consistent with this information until it becomes wired in us. That is all we're doing. We're okay. learning new behavior here. So when, if we know we don't wanna be this way, we don't wanna be yeah. so reactive or whatever, that's the first step. And that's, that's huge. A lot of people don't even see that in themselves, mm -hmm. right? They just think, hey, what's wrong with everybody? You know, and they totally <laughs> justify. But if they get to that point, then this is where the magic of our brain, this thing that we were built with to truly create our experience of reality comes into play. It's why we have the ability to imagine things and visualize. We get to visualize how we'd like to be. What would it feel? And, and we and get, by the way, we get to do it a million different ways until we find one we like, and it costs no money to do it. So mm -hmm. 
we do this and we build this image. And at first we don't know, we don't know. So we use contrast. Well, we know we don't like this. What might be the opposite? Anyway, we just use our imaginations for what it was created for was that is to create our lives that we want. But if we don't use it that way, it's just running on autopilot, telling you all kinds of stuff and it's super powerful and it's guiding your behavior that is getting your results. So, yeah. but, but just really understanding who do I, who do I want to be is really the first step and visualizing it and visualizing it because through that visualizing, you literally do begin to change your brain. There's yeah. plenty of studies on that. I'm sure you know about, you know, athletes and musicians and they're visualizing their practice and it's making a difference and we get to do the same thing and we don't do it. Hmm. What are the, what are the reasons people come to you for help? Well, they want to get to their next level. They've realized their limitations. They feel like they're stuck. They keep doing the same behavior. The same things keep happening. They keep running into the same. So there's programs running, right? It's just behave. They have a behavior that is getting them a specific kind of results. So we just need to let help them to examine the behavior. And if they don't like their results, if they want change, then we look at the behaviors that are probably running on autopilot that they've justified and don't even really think of as behaviors. Mm -hmm. shine the light on them and say, hey, so now let's think of some other ways that you could be in this situation where you'd feel more empowered or where you'd move closer to your goals. And we yeah. just start playing with it. Yeah, it, it's got it, it is a fun, creative exercise to design our lives. And so many of us just get so serious about it. I've got to figure out who I'm supposed to be. No, you get to decide based on those passions and those things that are in you pulling at you telling it telling you, boy, wouldn't it be great if you could do this? Well, you can you mm -hmm. make but you just have some learning to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this really dovetails nicely with so much of the things that you hear from spiritual thought leaders, uh, you know, whether it's, we create our reality, whether it's about, um, like you said, kind of the, the, the law of attraction, whether, you know, the whole Neville Goddard type stuff, mm -hmm. um, all of that, all of that seems to really harmonize with this. And I wonder how did you get led to focus on this particular mm -hmm. topic, deepen your knowledge about it? And yes. then decide to kind of spread it around. It was actually, I was about three years ago, I think, I was rereading The Science of Getting Rich, the Wallace D. Waddles book, 1910 or something. And I read it when I first started my journey and I'm like, okay, I get it, visualize that I get it. And I put it aside. And then I read it 20 years later after I've been teaching this stuff and doing all this, in the way that I've been doing it, and it had a whole different level of impact. And I've since read it, like, I don't know, countless times, doesn't, it's the only book that I've actually read multiple times where the pages are falling out. I'm dog ear and <laughs> highlighting. I'm not that guy, but yeah. I am with that one because I get new stuff every time. But some of the, and it's not talking about neuroplasticity or anything, but it was talking about the importance of who you're being and how that is what creates the change around you. And so in some conversations, law of attraction conversations, it's about the energy you're putting out and then you're the vibration and you're matching. But on just a real earth plane here, what you're, who you be, the actions you take, get the results. It's, it's, it's that simple. So if you don't like your results, you got to change your actions, who you're being. And what determines that? Your wiring. So we get in there and we change your wiring. So we're going directly to it, your brain, that whole control center, and programming it the way that it's meant to be. How, I mean, however you want. You know, I, when I have thought about redesigning my own life, and using that intentionality to shape my future pathways, 
Um, I've always felt that my motivations played a really important role in this. And that, um, for example, if I wanted to, uh, you know, I'll just be hypothetical. So let's say I wanted to create a timeline where um, I don't need to ever worry about money, right? Like it's just not, it's just not a concern. I always kind of believed, and I don't really have any basis for this, just my gut, that if my motivation is based on fear and ego, like I want money, I want to be awesome, I want to be at this per particular status, uh, that this would interfere with yes. my ability to bring this reality forward. Whereas if it was based in love, right, it's like I just want to live a free life, an easy life. I just want to flow with life. Then that's a different story. And I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Was I correct in that that kind of distorts the ability to do that? Or is maybe the motivation irrelevant? No, no, no. I think the motivation is huge, especially if it's important to you, because it's when you're going to reach that resistance, you're going to reach the edge of your wiring. And every piece of your brain is going to tell you why you can't go to the next step. Why you shouldn't you've got all the evidence in the world that says you can't go any further than this you've done it over and over and over again the only thing that's going to pull you that through you through that is massive motivation is understand again like walking and talking it was non-negotiable you got to make that sucker non-negotiable if you really want to have that powerful breakthrough you know that that and now coming from now let's talk about the if you're coming at it from you know i gotta have it the ego and that kind of stuff again for years, I probably would have talked the vibration that you're putting out like that. And what are you going to attract with that? But but let's just, again, bring it down to real life. If that's what's guiding you, you're going to be different in the world. You're going to say different things. You're going to make different meaning. You're going to give different facial expressions. The tone of your voice is going to be different. You're going to have micro expressions in every conversation that you have that telegraphs your fear and your ego. And that's going to have a result, vibration or not, Okay. But if, in, like in your second example, you're you're driven by love or whatever positive, whatever the positive aspect of it is that puts you in your power, that makes you be the person you truly want to be. No one wants to be in ego and fear. That's not who you're trying to create. So obviously you want to be, and as you are visualizing that and in these exercises, seeing who that person is, how they interact, how they respond differently than you've traditionally been, and then you put that out in the world, of course you're going to get different results and be more attractive to the types of people you want to be attractive to, to sustain that kind of life. Yeah. You know, uh, Byron Katie, I'm sure you're familiar with Byron yes. Katie. She's huge. You know, um, uh, she says several times throughout many of her books that beings can sense innocence and they can detect innocence. And so she talks about like, for example, uh, if you're walking through what some people might call a dangerous neighborhood, you know, um, well, is it true? Is it really a dangerous neighborhood? Are you really in danger? You know, what's true about that right now? And how much of that is real? And how much of that is your own story that you're believing? And um, so when it comes to the idea of uh, what you're putting out, affecting what you receive, that, that's what that brought to mind for me. I wonder if, I wonder if you've had any uh, other thought leaders in the spiritual realm that has helped you better understand and turn this concept into something practical. Well, I think, um, again, if I, I, a thought leader, I always point to this guy, Andy Shaw, who I haven't really talked to in a few years. He did a book called um, A Bug-Free Mind, two, two of them. 
And it was just the most incredible work on how we think and how we need to be thinking if we're going to do things productively. And it had a, uh, it had a, I, that was another one I listened to over and over. And that's many, many hours. It's like 800 something pages. It's a lot. <laughs> But it was so, it's just spoke to me, you know, spoke to my intellect. Like I'm a, I'm just, you know, I'm a son of a school teacher. I'm not a woo-woo guy, although, you know, I've, I've been in the law of attraction role for 20 years. So I've touched the woo-woo and I, and I, and look, just to not disparage woo-woo, I see it's all as science. It's just a different science than most mm -hmm. people talk about. Mm -hmm. So I got no problem with it, except that the problem with, with the, the woo-woo aspect of it is, first of all, people basically like me won't ever even listen to it right? They're just not, that's not my thing. It's all nonsense. So I can't reach them with my message now and the way that I'm doing it, I'm getting results faster. People, anyone can understand the brain can change and anyone can understand that they can change their brain now because if they learn a new thing, there's some, there's some changes going on. We just show people how simple this really is. We're just learning. We've learned behaviors. We've learned ways of being. We've learned Spanish. We've learned this recipe. We can learn new everything. Yeah. But we have, just like we learn anything else, it's got to be constant. And most people approach their personal development like a program that they'll spend a couple of hours a day on or whatever. And, and you can't, you've got to rewire your brain if it's going to be a lasting transformation. We are trying to create a new autopilot yeah. for you, not where it's constantly you're working on improving. Like you get to, you get to evolve. That my, our whole coaching thing is called Evolve Your Excellence. Because that's what we're doing. We're just taking as how awesome you are right now. And we're going to evolve that th through this. Again, we, it was given to us. This brain, it's incredible what we can do. And most of us are squandering it and using it against ourselves. Yes, yes. I, I, listen, I'm cheering for you on the sidelines right now. Because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I agree with that fully. As I said earlier, I'm sure that we do this on our own without even knowing we do it as we evolve through life, as we grow, as you know, our perspective changes. Um, but as you are teaching people to be more impactful in their efforts to adjust the way their brain functions, like without giving too much away, like how does that work? Like what are the layers or processes of that? Well, so I don't mind giving it away. I mean, I can tell people exactly how I do everything, but if they reach the limits of their wiring and they don't have a reference point, they're probably going to stop anyway for all the reasons that we talk about. Again, yeah. it's not their problem. It's nothing wrong with them. It's just everybody's doing the best they can. Yes. You know, but, but they got to be able to see that there are other possibilities. Someone needs to keep reminding them and, and so on. So the, but the process really is about first, like, let's say you want to learn anything. What do you want to learn? I want to learn to be that person because that person has this life that I envision. And, you know, we help them develop that over the time, but that's what we do. So now it's like life becomes the classroom to learn how to be that person. We study in the morning and in the evening with our visualizations. That's where we're sort of researching and, and saying, okay, we'll try this. This sounds good. And, you know, and then we go out and we try and we be, we take some action and we get some feedback and maybe it's not great. That is something to be thankful for. Like every piece of feedback you get, yeah. no matter if it seems like it's seven steps back, it's the result of you moving forward. Had you not moved forward, you wouldn't get the feedback that you're getting that you're interpreting as seven steps back. No, it's a step forward because now right. you know seven steps worth of stuff not to do or to change. Yeah. The, the people who, would, who, who, who 
have their dreams realized, take the journey. Mm-hmm. All the ups and downs. And this is the other thing, like with the secret and law of attraction, people get into too much magical thinking, like, well, I'll just visualize it and it'll just happen. How is that going to work? You need to take the journey to be that person. Now you can use these techniques to attract and to move along more quickly and intentionally the situations and the, you know, the things that you need to do, the action you need to take to get there, but you'll need to take that action. Mm -hmm. You'll need to have the ups and the downs and maintain that life. And you got to embrace it. You just got to embrace it and say, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And when you can do that, like even celebrate the stuff that normally would make other people quit. Then you, you, you truly just become unstoppable and your brain is ready to do that. Do you think that there are certain aspects of life that this works better in than others? Or do you think it really is applicable to any part of living? Well, I think it's going to be different for everybody because some things that everybody has their own stuff. Like this might be really easy for some people to rewire themselves into a person who exercises more like that may not might that might not be such a big deal but if it's a relationship issue like it'll take them who knows what tangled stuff they've got in there around there so i really don't know i mean that's one of those things that i i have such an issue with the with the industry when they promise yeah like like permanent transformation in any set amount of time i mean i i can certainly promise to make it faster than it would be if you didn't do any of this stuff but we don't know what's going on in there you don't know what's going on in there it's a constant discovery. Like you may think I got this one beat. I'm no longer triggered by, Oh, there it is. Cause she did it. <laughs> right. And, and, and that's just, again, you just go, okay, thank you. Thank you. Because most people aren't even taking the journey. Most yeah. people just stop and they just stop wherever they are at age 40 or whatever. And this is it. And they're just going to evolve through autopilot through whatever comes along and just keep reacting. But you are being proactive which means that a lot of people around you are going to go, what the hell are you doing? Right. You know, and have something to say about it. But if you're committed, if you've got the motivation, if you know why it's non-negotiable, you won't be stopped by those people and you'll do whatever you got to do. Just like mm-hmm. everybody who invented anything that we use every day, they didn't quit because somebody said, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, we'd have nothing if everybody approached technology invention, like they, I mean, sorry, if they approach personal development, no. If, if the inventors in the world approach their invention, like we approach technology, we'd be in caves. Yeah. I mean, if we had to say that completely <laughs> wrong, but you no, we get you. We get you. <laughs> so, uh, so listen, so I, you know, I'm in, uh, I'm in the recovery community. I talk about it quite a bit on, uh, on the podcast and I wonder if you've seen this apply to compulsions and addictions and uh, overcoming other type of uh, self-harming behaviors that that are are compulsive like that. And what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. So in 2016, I quit drinking after doing a 45 minute exercise after drinking, you know, my whole adult, adult life. And since then the same process I've, you know, I've got people who are, I work with now drinking, smoking, it's, it's really about any bad behavior. I got a process called the click. Anyway, the point is, yes, absolutely. You can rewire yourself for those things. Now, I'm not an addiction specialist or anything like that. I would never speak to like, you know, the, the physiological stuff, but especially when it's more behavioral, when yeah. you've got a behavior that you know is not good and it, it shows up like an addiction, but I never would have thought, I never would have thought I would have given up drinking. Sure. I, I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm good. 
you know? <laughs> but then one day, I, I, one day I just had that moment where I'm looking around and I'm seeing empty bottles everywhere. And I'm going, I did this, I did this. And, and it was, and I didn't sit down to quit drinking. I sat down to get a grasp on what was going on with me. You know, why am I so off, off track, you know, and that was the process that laid out that turned into that pointed to drinking as one of the major things that was absolutely stopping me from any vision I was ever going to have. And, and when I made the vision non-negotiable, well, then drinking became negotiable. And then I also looked at, well, why am I, what, what are the downsides of quitting drinking? But part of the process was to look at but what's the, what's the, you know, what do I give up if I quit drinking? And, you know, it was all that ego stuff like, well, what if I don't know what to say at parties and just stupid stuff, you know, and I, and just seeing it like that was like, okay, this behavior is costing me basically everything. And, and, and I just hadn't, I felt like I was managing it. You know, like I, I got this, but then I realized that I, I can manage, I can continue that life, but that's not the life I want. So that, that switch when some, and then, so that made it non-negotiable is my point. When someone can make it non-negotiable, then we can, you know, we can just go through the process. There's lots and lots of tools to deal with, with the chemical stuff that comes up in the moment of emotion and all kinds of stuff. So there's a way, but you got to have that will. Mm-hmm. In the recovery community, you know, there's, there's a point that you hear from time to time that really expectations are um, a lot of the root of our of our problems in life because having an expectation in a certain way is the opposite of acceptance right accepting what is and accepting yeah. what's yes. now yes. and that you know when i expect someone that i have a date with to show up on time and they don't show up on time you know that i get upset whereas yes. if that's not the expectation i set uh, you know, when I don't expect my my value or my level of respect to be linked to this person's punctuality, then I don't get so upset by it. Um, and you know, you could you can extrapolate that to any situation. When I talk with people like you who've done a lot of work and research to present tools for growth and development to the public, I always ask the question, I always ask questions about how does it work and what can you use it for and like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And inevitably I get, I can't really say that because if you go into this saying this is how it has to be, then mm-hmm. you're setting yourself up for trouble in the beginning because you have like these expectations and rules that you're setting for yourself. And so I wonder if expectations, um, you know, where's the sweet spot? Yeah, well, in the law of attraction community uh, conversation, it was all about attachment, attachment to a specific result. And see, that's the problem because everybody's looking at the external. That's why I'm focused on this, the internal. Who are you going to be in whatever situation you end up with, right? So you use this vision, this goal of the external to, to guide shaping you as the person that you want to be. But it may show up in a different way. You may take a completely different journey somewhere along the line. But you were drawn to that point by getting clarity now about who you wanted to be now. So that's why it, it that's why it's it's so variant because we don't know when a person is going to, you know, celebrate that they've gotten there or let themselves anyway. There, there's just so there's so much to it. But we again, it just keeps going back to, I want to uncomplicate this. If you have a brain. And you can change the predominant information you send to it. You can change your predominant behavior and get different results in your life. 
It's all about what is stopping you from being consistent with that. What are the things, the ideas, the habits, whatever, that are stopping you from sending that new consistent signal? Because that's the work, is eliminating that as much as possible. And that's catching it and catching it and catching it. And it shows up in all different ways. Mm -hmm. So before we wrap up, I wonder if you have, um, you've already referenced a couple of books that have been impactful for mm -hmm. you. I wonder if you have any other um, resources or books or things like that, that you'd like to recommend uh, to listeners who want to learn more about this, maybe start to apply some of it. Um, obviously they can come to you and I want you to be able to share your information as well. Sure. Um, but I wonder if there's any foundational stuff that you'd like to to recommend as well. If people really want to get into the sciencey stuff, the brain, you know, all, all the, and hear a lot of big words around the brain, then everything by Joe Dispenza is awesome. I mean, he, Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, Dispenza is D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A. Okay, thank you. And, uh, you know, he's done just tons of work on the brain and rewiring specifically. So, and he's got a lot of meditations. He's very, very, very well known in the space. Mm -hmm. And so I just don't spend a lot of time on the, all, all the sciencey brain stuff, because that's the, that's what I got into with the law of attraction was like breaking it down and showing all this. And then just people are trying to grasp that. And it's like, okay, that's not what you need to know. I'm, you don't need to know that. And so I'm like, your brain can change. Let's change it. And if you want to know all the chemistry and you know, I feel like I say enough, you know, where people get it, but if they really want to get into peptides and all that stuff, there's lots of information out there. And Dr. Joe's like among the top. Mm -hmm. And what about on the other side of it? Uh, less science and more spirituality. Are there so any? The yeah. book that, yes, the book that changed my life and got me going down this path with the law of attraction in the first place and had the lights come on was a book called A Happy Pocket Full of Money by a guy named David Cameron Gikandi, G-I-K-A-N-D-I, -I, I think. Okay. And he ended up being the creative, uh, creative director for The Secret, creative consultant for The Secret. And they found him through me talking about the impact that it had on me. Okay. So it, it, it's, uh, it kind of bridges the whole thing. It's, it has spiritual aspects and the science aspect. But like I said, it's what turned on my lights around sort of the quantum physics, if you will, of thought, like that my thoughts are actually having a, an impact. I mean, I talk about it differently now, but back then it's all I needed. Mm-hmm. All right. And so if people want to come directly to you to learn more about uh, more about how they can implement some of these changes, uh, what would you recommend? Well, the the front door to everything I'm doing right now is this quiz that I have. And, and the purpose of the quiz is just to help you notice to put a spotlight on any autopilot behavior you don't you may not be aware of because a lot of it we we aren't conscious of and with armed with that we give you some ideas on okay knowing this now here are some things you can do every day to maybe start to rewire the way that you want and so you can take that quiz it's free it's like it takes a minute and it's tptquiz.com or transformationpersonalitytype.com my main website is meetbobdoyle.com but i'm all over the place I'm so easy to find on Facebook, YouTube, all Instagram. It's just a name search away. Well, Bob, I'm so happy that you came on the show. So thank you for that. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. You can look in the show notes to find, uh, to find more information. And as you go out in the day, never forget to aim your light. Take care. You've been listening to Refractive Podcast, and this is Johnny G. If you found today's content uplifting, if you think it might make somebody's day better, give it a share on social media, 
click like, subscribe. All those things help to expand this podcast availability to new audiences. I'm a speaker, a coach, and a facilitator based out of Washington, DC, but I travel a lot. If you think I can be of service to you or to your organization, help people get unstuck or move into their authentic power, shoot me an email. My email address is refractivepodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Thanks for listening and aim your light.